Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to another Mojo Minute. So last week, we covered how the Irish saved civilization. And we talked about the rise of Charlemagne and the Carolingian Renaissance. And because you asked for more study of philosophy books, a neglected area of study these days in most universities, well, what am I saying? Almost everything in our modern day universities is neglected, right? In fact, we should cover that too. Question. In the 21st century, has the modern university essentially created its own suicide and there's no reason to get a university degree anymore? I mean, if we can't read and write and then do math in grade school and the universities are teaching crazy stuff, I mean, maybe our civilization is on its way back to the dark ages that we've been covering. Just roaming bands of hordes of men and women fighting and looting across towns and cities. (laughs) Regardless, that is indeed a fascinating question. The question, is there any reason to go to a modern day university anymore and get its vaunted degree? That prized piece of paper. Well, we'll have to do some research on that one. Mr. Producer, let's. Put that down on the ideas list for another Mojo Minute. Okay. Getting back on track and the study of philosophy. Now, study of philosophy is certainly a large and daunting topic to cover. But I think, I think we have found the perfect introductory text to help us on our way. This will not be a 400-level class on philosophy. We are just trying to get our bearings over the course of some 4,000 years of recorded human history. You know, who are the top philosophers we should know? What did they say? Why are they important? That sort of thing. A very 100 level topical course. We could call this like intro to philosophy or philosophy 101 is probably a better term. But with all of that, let's go to our first pull quote from our book. The best way to teach philosophy is by a story, the dramatic story of the history of philosophy, the narrative of the great conversation, which you find in the great books. It's politically incorrect to say it, but there is indeed a canon or a list of great books. That's why Plato and Shakespeare, Shakespeare never die. Of course, the canon is arguable and not sacrosanct. It's only human. It's not a canon of sacred scriptures. The most effective way to teach anything is by a story, a narrative. All the great teachers used stories, parables, examples, analogies, illustrations. It's really very easy to get an ordinary human being interested in philosophy. Just put the picture back into the frame. The frame is the abstract, difficult questions that philosophers ask, 
the picture is the context of history, where they actually came from, the real lived human conversations and arguments that passionately divided real individuals like Socrates or the sophist and whole cultures like ancient Rome or medieval Christendom and modern secular scientific democracies. And those, my friends, are two great paragraphs coming to us from a fascinating book. Fascinating book that I'm just loving to read and perusing all over the place. That book is Socrates' Children, An Introduction to Philosophy from the 100 Greatest Philosophers by Peter Kreeft. Kreeft or Kreft? Not sure how to pronounce it. I've heard it both ways. I was always taught two vowels together. The second one is silent, so it should be Kreft. But I heard it said it the other way, and so who knows? Nevertheless, he has written not only a great book, but a great series of books, four volumes, The Top 100 Philosopher. How cool is that? Yes! I know, right? So with that, let's get back to the introduction we just read from. There have been two different conceptions of philosophy in the English-speaking world for the last century. Traditionally, philosophy was about life, and it was something to be lived. Philosophers were looked up to as wise men rather than wise guys. Philosophical reason was something computers simply did not have. But ever since Russell and Whitehead's Principia Mathematica in 1910, 1912, 1913, and Wittgenstein's Tractatus in 1921, and Ayer's Language, Truth, and Logic in 1936, there has been a new conception of the task of the philosopher, not to tell us what is, but to analyze the language of those who do, and in doing so, to imitate scientific and mathematical thinking, which is digital rather than ordinary language, which is analog, and to that end, to use symbolic or mathematical logic, basically computer logic, rather than traditional, Aristotelian, ordinary logic. Indeed, this has been the mainland conception of philosophy in the English-speaking cultures for over half, half a century. It calls itself analytic philosophy. It has moved far beyond the early narrow and dogmatic claims for it, such as Ayer's, but its style of philosophical writing is still easily identifiable. You can spot an analytic philosopher by just reading one paragraph. Such philosophers are useful as vacuum cleaners and garbage collectors are useful to identify and dispose of waste. They clean well but they do not cook very tasty or interesting meals. I think large philosophy departments should have at least one or most two of them, as restaurants should have cleaning crews. Yes, 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 indeed. We want very tasty and hearty, interesting meals, not the bland stuff. We want some Great home-cooked meals with all the great trimmings. Think of Thanksgiving, not McDonald's. We want the hearty stuff. One last quote from Socrates' children. 
to introduce us to philosophy 101. We judge the past by the standards of the present. The opposite idea hardly ever even occurs to us. So we study the past not to learn from them, but to teach them, to show how primitive they were compared to ourselves. I refute this chronological snobbery by three simple words, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. The science progress, the sciences progress almost automatically. The humanities do not. Philosophy is one of the humanities, not one of the sciences. Our ancestors made mistakes just as we do, but different ones. Theirs are usually obvious to us, our own are not, and therefore are much more harmful. They are the glasses through which we look rather than the things we look at. To see ourselves as others see us is to broaden our minds. We wonder how we will appear to our remote descendants, but we cannot know. We cannot read the books they that haven't been written yet, but we knew how we do know how we would look to our remote ancestors, for we can read their books. Isn't that so true? I just love that. I love, love, love it. That is right. In today's Mojo Minute, let us not be the snobs of the present moment. Let us not judge the past with the standards of the present. Let us read the great books. The great books of the philosophers of old to learn from their mistakes. Because guess what? We are making our own mistakes nowadays. Let us not be too arrogant to think that we are not. Humility is our best guide. To read the great classic works is to start our flourishing life on a strong foundation. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com where we have everything we discussed in this podcast as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually six to nine pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.